0: She's Julie Roxanne.
1: and he's Alistair. And, and this,
0: this is, is Far Out. Out. A podcast about stepping off the beaten path and learning to live from our center.. I'm a simple man. Don't A dead end, and we just don't see it yet.
1: Are we wasting our time?
0: Are we gonna look like idiots at the end of this?
1: Yeah, I think, and
0: everyone's gonna be like, Oh man, I knew it all along. We told you so. Yeah, Yeah. should have done the corporate job. uh, I've got a nice retirement plan. Now you have no retirement. You're 37. uh, You have no idea what you're gonna do. You're fucked, buddy. You're fucked. I say fuck you to your boss yeah. and then you leave and then you uh post it on every social media outlet and you're like i just left my job and everyone's like yeah and then three months later fucking crickets no one cares anymore <laughs> no one cares you're gone to them <laughs> or like you know mondays when you're like not feeling good maybe a little hungover from the weekend or whatever Two hours of credit card processing, you know, like, (laughs) just like, dumb work. So I think that's more the wilderness that we're thinking about here than, then, you know, your, your glorious French Alps yeah. or something that you know you know, I, I just have a hot chocolate on the patio. And I'll look just at take that. the
1: GR4. Yeah. It's really uh, well uh, I'll take the
0: gondola. The I'll go- just the gondola to the peak <laughs> and we'll spend a couple of... No, it's not like that. <laughs> and so I was like, Kelly, okay, uh, yeah, we'll do it, but I'm going to get in trouble because I'm not supposed to work on Sundays. And she replies back, it's like... Tomorrow's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: a simple man, Don't want You're going to reach paradise. Cause like that's, after that's, all, that's we're right. not trying to get to the cliff. We're trying we're to we We're all get trying to, to like, find El Dorado. Yeah, we are. You know like that one moment where you like separate uh,
0: the leaves and it's
1: just like
0: day I was eating ramen and we had only two nickels. We didn't even have two nickels rubbed together and and we had to do everything by the, we had to pull ourselves up from our bootstraps. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well hello beautiful people and welcome to a brand new episode of Pharrell Podcast.
0: Welcome, it's great to have you here.
1: As always it's a pleasure and What are we talking about today?
0: Today, we're talking about, well, we're talking about facing the chaos, I think, in life. I think we go into a lot of kind of war stories about living this kind of life and how it's a little bit different than you may imagine it. Yeah. And we talk about the creative pursuit, the entrepreneurial struggle and all those things. And uh, I think stick around to the end because we also link it back to what I think we're really talking about, what's underneath all of what we're talking about, the examples we're giving, I think it's universal, especially as you as you point out later on, to our generation, yeah. which is that a lot of what we're talking about is how do you imagine a life for yourself? How do you create a life for yourself that is authentic to you?
1: And that is an inherently uncertain pursuit, and we really focused on that today. We really enjoyed this episode, and we also have a big announcement today which is that we launched a patreon page
0: oh my god
1: right like that's so cool and as a way to start and this is like the way we thank you listeners for like joining and signing up and giving some of your money to support this podcast you can do so at the uh starting at a three dollar tier
0: that's less than a dollar per episode
1: yeah that's yeah, if you support us that way, that's less than a dollar per episode. And this week, accompanying this episode, if you sign up as a patron, you will have access to a PDF handout that we put together that's awesome. It's like slaving on it. Yeah, and it's about the strategies that we use to structure and face and have a relationship with chaos in our life and with this uncertainty that to some extent, as you said, we all have to face.
0: It's kind of the nuts and bolts of a lot of the stuff we talk about at a higher level on this episode today. Yeah. So if you want to get like the actual tips, the actual resources uh, Our we, hacks. Yeah, a lot of that. I think the thing is like five pages long. At least I wrote it, it's, it's melting my brain. <laughs> We're also gonna include a video. Yeah. Of us talking about some of our favorite ones and how we apply this to our lives, yeah, to give us yeah. some color and some context. So, if
1: you just want more of Alistair and Julie Roxanne, just think of the fact that it's going to be video filmed probably in our garden. I'm so, hoping.
0: And and we're if you stay a part of the the Cool Kids Club, <laughs> uh, we're not going to call it that. That's that's a terrible <laughs> name for it. What the hell am no I thinking? But if if you become a fan or you help support this podcast and first off thank you to everyone who helps support us in any way by sharing it with a friend reviewing it or subscribing and just listening that's all really supporting so, if you want to go further and, and you believe in what we're doing and the messages and the things we're trying to share, then this is a great way because this is an expensive podcast to put out. I don't know, you know, I never knew this myself before I started podcasting. I thought, oh, right, you turn a mic on and you start recording and it's done. It's extraordinarily expensive. We do it because we love it and we're passionate about it, not because yeah. any other reason. And, and we're happy to put in the time, energy and money it takes but it costs us thousands of dollars over the course of a year to put this out and it costs our team of three hundreds of hours mm-hmm. just this episode alone has been a struggle we had to re-record this one we re-recorded we it sent it to our editor had our editor edit it. edit it then he came back and told us not so good guys not your best one we had an existential crisis I had to go to the market and buy myself flowers <laughs> to make myself feel better and we we trashed it Yeah, that's I think it's just it's not a it's not a pity fest or anything it's part of the process but it's
1: just to be able to show, to show you,
0: you what yet. goes into the back end of this which is a lot of love and a lot of work a lot of sweat and if you feel like you this is this is worth supporting you want to you want to keep this around it's been valuable in your life please consider supporting even at the lowest level because it helps it really does
1: yeah it does and we also just look forward to connecting with you through patreon because we can probably we can definitely share more personal and more intimate things and more casual things than Than we do
0: anywhere else. Our hope, our kind of dream further down the line is that we can create, we can connect a community around this that that is all interested in the topics we talk about and the bigger project of building a life that is authentic to us. Yeah. So if that resonates with you, this might be for you. And we are going to bust our ass to make sure that even at the lowest level, you're going to feel like getting your money's worth. Like this isn't just a charity thing. Yeah. You want to also provide extra value in different ways.
1: So even at the lowest level, you'll get monthly bonus content that if is can, not put out anywhere else. If you
0: contribute at all, you're going to get full access to the content that we're starting to put out through Patreon over the following months.
1: So head on over to patreon.com slash thefaroutcouple and you'll find us there. In the meantime, let's just go into the episode.
0: Let's get into it. Let's
1: get into
0: it. Good morning, good morning, good morning.
1: Yes. Hi.
0: Everyone, (laughs) I just got told to do a good, good morning, good morning, good morning, because my first two takes were, quote, mopey. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Thanks for exposing (laughs) me like that. Just trying to give people the best content possible. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just think
0: it's important everyone knows what happens behind the scenes. There's, yeah, a, there's yeah. a slave driver. There's
1: a- just
0: <laughs> that was not good enough.
1: Hey, it's not my fault if you <laughs>
0: <laughs> So today we want to talk about how beautifully great our lives are.
1: Yeah, I mean our lives are amazing, right?
0: They're just incredible. There's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. It's it's just Pure perfectness. Yeah. You just like imagine an Instagram feed. Just imagine our Instagram feed. You don't even have to imagine. Just go look at our Instagram feed. That is our life. We have a California King bed that is just amazing. We get the best sleep on it every night. We have these really high ceilings. I can jump as high as I want. My head does not hit the ceiling.
1: <laughs> this is new for
0: us. This you, is very new This for is us. new for us. There's plenty of space. We can do yoga inside with the windows looking out onto our gorgeous patio. And you know what's out on our patio? Two hammocks, and yeah. we spend all day in them. I rarely work. I, I work a couple hours a week, and I make way more than I need. <laughs> and we've got two desks that also look out. We have a beautiful garden with hummingbirds. There's like fifty of them out there. Yeah, and there's a really deep, gorgeous lake beyond that, and mountains. We just get the most amazing sunsets every day. You wouldn't believe you you can't see these sunsets anywhere else in the world. They're so good. <laughs> and we have four loving pets that just adore us and they're so obedient as well they never bother us they're just there for our for to give us love this is the world we live in
1: that was completely like <laughs> I, I'm not even sure like it's tough because some parts were real and some parts were like no there's no 50 hummingbirds there's only one and last week one of the cats ate Oh one.
0: no I saw it happen it really ruined we had just fasted for 36 hours and I came out to watch the sunrise and the cat Ate the hummingbird. It broke my heart.
1: Plus, like, it was the guy There's only one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I I had a relationship with this hummingbird. He came every morning, you know, we kind of talked. And the cat fucking killed him. Oh, God, it hurt. And there's other things. There's other things that are tough, too. Because we don't live that ideal life I just painted. I I think it's so easy to think we do. But the reality is that we face an enormous block of uncertainty all the time all we're the just time. looking at it and we can't see beyond it it's a big solid cube yeah. and it just sits on our calendar usually it's just like a few days beyond where we're at and we yeah. have no idea like when when or next when we're gonna get paid again yeah if anyone's gonna pay us <laughs> who we're gonna be working with where we're gonna go I mean right now we have a few months here which is a, which, which is, is
1: like a glorious like this is the first time in our relationship that it's been that we are able to see this far out Yeah,
0: yeah. And we don't have a home. The things that we own are are the things that we bought in our backpacks. They're very little. Yeah, we live in a culture that we don't speak the language. So we're always a little bit of a dunce in that area. We always struggle to communicate. And we're facing what amounts to existential terror. On on the daily. I I mean, I would say that's our number one job uh, as kind of freelancers, entrepreneurs, creative types, whatever you want to call us, self-employed, is our number one job is to fight the chaos and to sit with existential terror. All the time. I had a friend, uh, a business partner, actually, back in the day, and he used to describe it this way when we were working on uh, another startup. He said, it feels like you're chewing glass and staring into the void,
1: that's so accurate.
0: I think it is pretty accurate. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's uh and if you've ever chewed glass before it's not very nice. I mean
0: No. And there's this constant uncertainty in another way which is are we fooling ourselves? Is the work we're doing actually going to lead to the life we want as uh, a family? Yeah, yeah. Or is this a dead end and we just don't see it yet? Yeah.
1: Are we wasting our time? Like-
0: Are we going to look like idiots at the end of this?
1: Yeah. I think. We- and
0: everyone's going to be like, oh man, I knew it all along. We Those told you dummies. so. Yeah. yeah. Like- Should have done the corporate job. <laughs> I've got a nice retirement plan. Now you have no retirement. You're 37. <laughs> you have no idea what you're going to do. You're fucked, buddy. You're fucked. <laughs> that's what I'm is, terrified this, this is what happens this in, is what goes
1: in Alistair's, <laughs> Alistair's head yeah. mine is like oh my god we are wasting so much precious time that we could be spending like finding a house in a place in the world that we like and building community and making sure that we can have babies in the future and how are we going to do this <laughs> and oh my god it's terrible I'm already 28 what is going on
0: that's, there there yeah. is a yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a sense of urgency that, that comes in this life and, and just and and just a, a fear. Like yeah. if we got it wrong, are we gonna have time? And that probably sounds laughable to a lot of older people.
1: Yeah, um, for sure.
0: I, I'm sure it is. But it is it is part of the reality.
1: Yeah. I think we we wanted to talk about this today because a lot of people have curiosity for this lifestyle. This like I don't know, as you said, creative type, self-employed. I don't even know how to, what category we're, we're we're in right now, but there's a lot of curiosity and there's also a lot of interest. And there's also a lot of glamorization and romance. Oh man, there's so much glorifying yeah, it. And it's just, just like, another
0: way of living. And I, I just, and I'm not even sure, it's not, Better. There's parts of it that I think are better. It's better for me. Yeah, Yeah, it's better for me. It's not better for everyone, but like you know, you just if you go on social media, it won't take long till you get that douchebag who's like posting an image. Probably us, actually, posting an image of of a beautiful place and be like, oh, here's my office today. You know, and it's just like, that's that's great. And but you know where I think part of this comes from is that a lot of us are oppressed or feel oppressed, at least, by the structure of our life. And a lot of that comes on the outside. Mm -hmm. Right. And for some of us, it's unbearable. For, I think for you and I, it was. We left everything and we left because it just didn't work. It yeah. wasn't serving us well. It's not the case for everyone and it doesn't have to be for sure. Some people fit really well into some of the current structures and that's great. Yeah. We need people like that too.
1: Sometimes I just daydream about the fact that I would be able to, uh, to like, get a corporate job for a couple of years and save up some money that you would be thriving in a corporate job. And that I could then be like, all right, we're going to have babies now. I'm stopping. to I'm not working anymore. And like my husband's bringing in the bacon or the bread or we don't need those Thank God. But like just my thing is around stability. And like I sometimes envy, you know, people who have like the house and the mortgage and the corporate job. You, you want to be that,
0: that, that housewife. Something yeah, I, I, I
1: would, I would love to like that. I don't, that's the, the fear is like, I don't actually know if I would like that. I sure as hell wouldn't like if you had to leave and be away from me all day long.
0: Here's the dirty little secret for probably, I'm going to speak for all self-employed and entrepreneurs and stuff. There's probably a, a small segment that don't know what I'm talking about here. The dirty little secret is we've all jumped into this life and at some point or another, We've all had the same daydream. We've all looked outside our window at the street sweeper or gone to the supermarket and seen the cashier and desperately envied the structure they have Uh, around their day. And just wish we could go and do that and know what the work was and know when we were going to get home and know like the boundaries between it and then live an ordinary life after and not feel... Like, we need to be so damn special. Yeah. We all have that dream. It happens for us all.
1: So much. I will say, I just, I feel the need to put a little caveat here and say, like, I am not proclaiming right now today on this podcast that we will never go to that life. I, or that I won't, you know, I'm just, I think we are trying desperately to not have to, but Like, if at some point it does feel like the right thing, and we mentioned that, our like, are we afraid to get dragged back into the system episode? I feel personally that if at one point it makes more sense for me and it creates more joy and more stability or whatever to get a a defined job at an existing structure and just be employed by someone, then I will do it.
0: Of course. I think this whole, like, you know, saying this is the way I'm going to go and for my life or whatever. It's just stupid. We, oh, yeah. We have no idea the ways our lives are going to change and what the needs are going to become. I know we have a friend recently that's deciding to go from a more independent, uh, self-employed life to taking a job in, in her husband's uh, company. Yeah. And and she's kind of working through that.
1: I can imagine why that would be something to wrestle with.
0: Yeah, but she's realized that it's actually appealing to her now. Yeah. And that there's things about it that, that she likes. Yeah. And, so, I think saying that this is the way it has to be is just it's it's really limiting and it's pretty dumb because we change and yeah. we have different needs so of course, this is what we're doing right now uh but anyway, I think we want to talk a little bit about some of those struggles because they often uh go kind of hidden yeah I, they're they're internal, they're not so external like i I think I come back to this kind of dichotomy a lot is that I think a lot of times. When we're in a more conventional or traditional job, the stressors are a lot of times external. And this is what we don't like about it, is that we don't feel like we have control over them. And uh, so you want to take the leap, right? Mm-hmm. And you want to you want to say, fuck you, to your boss. Yes. And then you leave. And then you uh, post it on every social media outlet. And you're like, I just left my job. And everyone's like, yay,
1: woo! Good job. And then...
0: Three months later, fucking crickets. No one cares anymore. <laughs> no one cares. You're gone to them, you yeah. know, and now you're in the wilderness. And this this is where this is a where lot where difficult- live. <laughs> yeah, it's really a wilderness. And I kind of think of it as like chaos warriors. We're, we're fighting chaos. That's what we do. Most of our most of our waking time is yeah. we're just fighting chaos, mental chaos, like just the chaos of the day. Imagine this. Imagine this because this is what happens. Imagine you quit that job with that structure and it forces you to go in at nine o'clock on the dot every day and you have to report to clients and and you have self reports or other people reporting to you and all that. Right. You have all this structure and you're kind of stuck in this big fucking machine and you get out of it and you join your buddy's startup and it's. It's you're so passionate about it, it's going to change the world and all these things. And it's just you and him. You got this us against the world, David Goliath feeling, it's great. And uh, you're doing something great. And then a couple weeks in, Monday rolls around. Everyone had a good weekend, you did too. And then everyone goes to work, and you're just in the house by yourself. You're watching again the street sweeper outside doing his work, everyone's doing their work, and you're sitting at the table looking into a computer, and you have no fucking idea. You have to pay rent this month. You need to pay rent this month. Yeah, You got to buy groceries, all these things. You no longer have that paycheck. That, that's starting to sound a lot nicer than it. Than it. You, you realize you may have taken that for granted, that actually that was kind of nice, and <laughs> that there was a lot of perks to having a paycheck that came regularly and bonuses once in a while, too. That was yeah. nice, too. Yeah. All that's gone. And now you have to make money. You have to pull it out of a hat somehow. Seriously, pull yeah. it out of the hat. Yeah. And you're looking into a computer screen with an empty inbox, and you have no goddamn idea where, what to you, what, where to start or what you need to be doing. And all of a sudden, you have that daydream like, oh man, I wish the work, I wish there was some external structure telling me what to do to make that money. Because it's hard. Yeah, it's I, really hard.
1: I've yearned for that structure this year, like especially more in the beginning of the year when we when we uh started, when I started all the work that I'm doing right now. Because before that, like a year ago, we both are are freaking out about this a little bit. A year ago, we didn't have any clue how we were gonna make money. Like and we, and we mean
0: 365 days ago, exactly. Yes, exactly. About a year ago. Like
1: and we weren't engaged. So, like, none of the... We were still living in the caravan, like... And down had, by the river! Down by the river.
0: <laughs> There was no river.
1: There was no river. Uh, but, yeah, that's kind of... It's just... It's been so crazy. And I think that's another way for people to imagine just how uncertain and you can't even imagine what's going to happen. Because that's what happened in a year. A year later, we're married. We have businesses and we and we live in Guatemala in a house that we actually are able, fingers crossed, so far to pay the rent for. <laughs> you know.
0: Like, well, I know yeah. we can pay the rent because I've paid it all already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, exactly. We're set here. Yeah, we're we're set. not getting evicted. hopefully.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Unless
0: we have some crazy party and invite all the locals, then
1: yeah, I don't think that's really right. that's not really us.
0: But yeah, that's- it, it, it's it's mindfuckery. It, like you have to adapt and adjust so many times, and so many sacred cows get slaughtered. There's so many things you hold on to that you have to let go of. Yeah. There's so many myths and beliefs that you have to just let die if you're going. Because here's one of the parts about this type of life that is brutal is that it can be. Some people, I think, are really energized by this. And to some extent, I am too. It's great. It, this life is very much in some ways a meritocracy like because it's no longer time spent. You can sit your ass in that chair for the next five days straight no one cares. It's results. Mm. You have to You have to create results. This was a shock for me when I first came out of college with my fancy finance degree. And then I went into a, a startup uh, and I was the first employee and I was the biggest line item expense for the business. Uh. And that's uh, always a scary feeling. And that was it. It was like you sit down and... You know, in in school, you need to show up for the lectures. Like it's uh, it's,
1: it's more a passive. It's thing. more
0: passive, and all of a sudden, it's like, okay, you're here. We hired you. We're paying you good money. Make it happen. What and and that, and that's the that's period. And then and then there's silence, and you're like, okay. First off, what is the what? What, what or what is the it that yeah. you're talking about? And and how? Yeah. And how do how do I do the the making of yeah. it? And it's like dude, that's why we hired you. We don't that's know your job. Yeah. <laughs> And you're just like, oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. I made a mistake.
1: I want to go back to school. Can I go back to school? It's
0: very results driven. And this is a brutal teacher because when you're doing things that you like or you want to believe, you can do that in a bigger machine sometimes. Sooner or later, you're probably going to get your ass kicked for that or you're going to get the axe or whatever. But sometimes you can probably go a whole career fooling yourself and fooling everyone else. About what you're doing, mm-hmm. and I know I've heard stories from from friends. I used to do that in like more of my part time jobs, you know like you, you just put on appearances, you make sure everyone thinks you're important, yeah you, know, you do some work once in a while, and that works. No, not like when, when, when you're in a startup and you have very limited resources, that isn't going to fly. And because you, and, you're going to sink, if not just you, the company is going to sink. And so it forces, there's a lot of pressures and it forces everyone to look at everything and, and really be aware of those things. And, and if what you're doing is not bringing anything to the bottom line, you uh you're wasting your time or you you know you're gonna to need to start doing something else or or you're gonna really need to fight hard to justify how this is long term the right move. It's very difficult to I, I think a lot of things we wanna believe we we have to face and realize that that doesn't work.
1: I think the right now for us, yeah, we don't have a startup and like, I think what's happening with a startup is, is in some ways more stressful because usually you've You're raised funds or, and like yeah. like you, you owe something to someone. Here in what's happening for us is we only owe it to ourselves, which is even scarier. And I think you said this earlier today when we were talking about recording this episode is this is not just about like, you know, creative pursuits of like related to work or uh, entrepreneurship or self-employment. It's this is the struggle because we are in the wilderness and we're trying to craft a life that suits us. We're
0: trying to blaze a path.
1: So, yeah. And so like that's a whole it's just imagine you're standing into pure void and emptiness and you have to be the one that decide. Okay. What do I want to put in this emptiness? Cause like staying in the emptiness just doesn't work. Or, you know, if you want to build a life, that's, that's by essence, you have to build it. Right. And it's just, it's so crazy because I used, I used to do that when we met. I was just kind of wondering. I had no, I was just floating around in the wind, not like with no desire or no capacity to build anything. Uh, and just it's possible for like if you have enough money to do that but then at some point you run out and then what's the point too so I feel like these days I just you know start my day sit at the computer and just sometimes some of the work I have to do is pretty clear and straightforward and I usually uh, dive into that first because it's like oh it's secure I know it's bringing money like but the reality is if we want to continue moving forward, which is ultimately what we want, because we don't want to be oh, stuck we're not, in this. Oh, we're not there yet. No, like, exactly. I mean, this
0: life is sustainable now, but we can already see how it doesn't work later. This isn't like this works now, but it's a stepping stone. And if it becomes not a stepping stone, I mean, that's the thing, right, is that you For example I I use the corporate example, but you get a corporate job, you get the salary, like usually it's enough, like Mm -hmm. right to like live on. And you have some steady expectation, although much less these days, that that you're gonna continue to get that paycheck and that and and even if if not, you're probably carving out some sort of role that that could work at another company, right? Like, but I think the difference for us is one, we're reinventing ourselves all the time. We've reinvented ourselves quite a few times this year and done quite a few things we never thought we'd be doing really. And the other thing is that this has to be a stepping stone because this does not like we're living in Guatemala. We can afford to live here and that's a step up from living in a caravan. Yeah. Like, but it we can't go live in the U S right now and there are some, like maybe at some point we'll want to do that or, you know, this life is beautiful as a journey, but as like a, a place to stay, It's incomplete. We know that. Like, I'm not fooling myself that this is the life I want to live for the next 20 years or whatever. There are parts of it that don't work long term.
1: It's just then in this case, in the wanting to move forward and wanting to level up, there's no boss to go see and be like, all right. I'd like to advance, you know, like, I'd like to go a little bit senior in the company. There's no company. There's no, (laughs) you know, like you have, we constantly have to come up with the ideas of how we're going to level this thing up.
0: And that's why it's such a spiritual game. Yeah. In a way, because a lot of the, like, you are your own boss. And that's kind of a cliche. It's brutal in a lot of ways, because it turns out a lot of times we're not like the best bosses, especially if, to ourselves. If
1: my boss used to treat me how I treated myself in the beginning of the year, for instance, I would have sued him. Yeah, that's that's the, that's just to say how bad bosses, we, how bad we can be. Towards some, ourselves. And for some
0: reason, it's okay because we're doing it to ourselves. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know, but but it is an internal game, and a lot of the hurdles you have to get over are invisible, and you don't realize they're even. It takes some effort to realize they're there. Mm-hmm. And. It goes back to, like, you kind of have to figure out how to pull the rabbit out of the hat in, in a way. And it can be very difficult. Here's another problem about, about being the boss is uh, there's nowhere to pass the buck. And there's no one to tell you what to do, right? Like, which is what you're talking about a little bit. But what you, ha- what you realize is the only way out is through. You have to solve everything. You have to deal with it. There's a lot of pressure in that, yeah. and when you're not feeling up to the task, or when you ha- when you're out of ideas, it can be it can be terrifying in a way. And you just don't know where they're going to come from. Here's a story about the the only way out is through. So back when I was working at a startup in San Diego, we just actually. Moved our our warehouse, so we had an office in San Diego proper, but then we had a warehouse in Temecula, which is like an hour and a half, can be longer, even two hours. That's crazy drive, and but we had we had found an employee. I I had hired um an employee that managed our warehouse, and it was actually the first time that like we got someone else to really manage the warehouse because before that I was taking calls while like building while we were selling valet podiums, which are these big metal boxes. And I was, I'd take calls and then I'd run into the warehouse. I'd build them. I'd ship them. I would do like all that. And I got to the point where we hired a warehouse manager and he took over that. And it was great because I no longer had to do it. And then we moved our warehouse because we were growing and we needed a bigger warehouse and we were having problems with that. And we didn't have a lot of money, so we needed to go somewhere where we could afford it. So we ended up in Temecula, and that was pretty far away. And we did not want to live in Temecula. <laughs> so we needed to have the the office in San Diego just because that was the only way it was going to work. Um, so we, we had this guy, and he was managing it. And, you know, I'd, I'd work with him on the phone every day. And over time... We stopped being so I, – I was not connected to the work anymore. He was doing it. We were growing. So he was like – he knew the processes. And I forgot about him quickly because I had so much other stuff to start sure, doing. Yeah. And then one day – it was a Friday, I remember – we got a call. actually didn't get a call. We got a voicemail. I came into the office that morning, and I got a voicemail on my, on my phone. And it was left at – I think it was at 4 in the morning that, mm-hmm. that the voicemail was left. And I listened to it. So our warehouse manager. And he's saying he's got some bad news. And the bad news is he's in jail. He's not coming to work today. Oh my God. <laughs> and he's like, okay. So he's the only guy in the warehouse. We've got just like stacks of orders, right? Every day. And they're all on deadline because the way it's a business to business company. So you send these things out and they need them to run their business. Yeah. So you have agreed. Deadlines. So him not being there for a day, it's like a whole slew of orders just didn't get shipped, and that's going to back everything up. Sales are still coming in, so like that gets bad really quick. So it's already a crisis that we're just not shipping for a day, and we didn't know that. It's going to there's going to be a lot of apologies and some some yelling. Oh my
1: goodness. It was
0: not uncommon in those early days for me to get yelled out on the phone once in a while. Not fun. It
1: doesn't uh, sound like it. No,
0: and so now we're spending the morning calling every jail in the county. Trying to find where he's at. Because we're like, we got to bail him out. We got to get him out of jail. And we can't find him. We don't know where he's at. We're calling his wife. His wife's not answering. We're, we're checking everywhere. No, 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 one's, no one's heard that name. By the end of the day, we're kind of like, what's going on here? Like, he's not in any of the jails. Yeah. And then it clicks. Yesterday, Thursday, was payday.
1: Ugh.
0: Oh, damn it. He quit.
1: Oh my God, that's such a lame way to quit. He quit. Dude.
0: Yeah. We never heard from him again. To oh. this day, I've never heard from the guy. He <laughs> dropped us cold turkey. He'd been working with us for over a year. I think, I can't remember how long, but it was between a year and two years, I think. Oh man. And he knew, he left with all the knowledge about how to run the warehouse. Oh my God. And our warehouse is now two hours away. There's me and my boss, and we have orders still coming in on the phone. And now we don't have a warehouse manager, so for and the, you have
1: to like say yes to the orders and just like uh huh yeah I'll write. We you down have to because
0: we need the money.
1: Yeah, yeah. There, and you're like oh fuck, how is that going to happen? How? Yeah.
0: And and my mind is just blowing up. And this is where the only way out is through. There's no easy way. You can't say I. You 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 can't. You can. I mean, you could quit. I guess I could quit there, but that would be. That would be brutal on my boss. And like I just it was it would not be in my integrity and also or in my my goals or my plans. Yeah. So we 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 can't we can't go to boss and be like, hey, can you bring someone else in? Or like, hey, move someone else over, or yeah. we're not gonna ship for the next week. We gotta sort this out. It's like we have to go like start scooping water out of the boat and and try to make, make sure it doesn't sink. So starting Monday. We are driving two hours each way if you count traffic, sometimes worse than that in the evening. But usually we didn't hit rush hour because we were going so early and so late back.
1: Oh, my God. I mean,
0: we were eating all our meals together at this point, spending every waking hour of the day together i get home to go to bed, and then we'd do it again. We're driving in my boss's shitty car because he doesn't have any money. Oh, man. So, so we're driving up in, like, a two-seater Honda, like an old one, uh, that he was really proud that he had, like, kind of tinkered with, you know, and like made work. It doesn't have AC or anything. And we're driving up to Temecula every day, the two of us. And just think about it. He's about five years older than me, but this is my first job. So I'm driving with my boss for two hours in the morning and two hours in the evening. And Ugh. he's a great guy, but he's my boss. And we get there. And so then we're just as long as the day has to go, right? Like it, it's uh, yeah. hours are out the window. Some days it's 12 hours. I think some days it was more. Um, if you count the commute, I mean, it's just ridiculous. And I'd be in the warehouse, first off, I don't know how to, I don't remember how to do any of this stuff anymore. I'm literally building the product, building podiums. So think like wrenches and screwdrivers and like building like with screws and bolts and all that stuff. I'm building podiums, answering the phone at the same time And we're interviewing new warehouse managers. I'm doing all three at the same time. I'm building podiums, answering the phone whenever it goes off, apologizing for all the stuff we're fucking up at the moment. And we're, and people are coming into this just chaotic mess. Uh, and we're, we're trying to hold an interview at the same time. And every time the phone goes off, Ian has to take over and I run over to the phone. But. I need to do a lot of it because I'm the one that knows I'm the one that's going to be working with this
1: guy. Oh my God.
0: It was chaos. And it lasted for like three weeks. The only way out was through we made it through. And on the other side of it, we were in such a better position. We found the warehouse manager to this day. So I'm talking, we're thinking probably around eight, seven, eight years later, still works for the company. He's an ace. He's great. Yeah. And we found him through that process. And that's often how that kind of, entrepreneurship stuff happens. It's like you figure it out through absolute crisis. Uh, And we were in a much stronger place. Actually, he was a building, he was a foundational block of the the company we built uh, on top of that. So it was very necessary. And that's also one of the things that you find out is the weak links break and they need to break and you have to go through.
1: So I think we realized recently that all of your professional, like after college, all of your professional experience has been in like these kind of uncertain startupy entrepreneurish ways. Yeah,
0: you you mentioned it in a way the other day. It's like so your whole work life, like you've been in this world of uncertainty. And I it was like kind of a light bulb moment. I was like, oh my God, that's true. I've never had any like, okay, there's some certainty, but but it's always extremely, yes. extraordinarily uncertain. It's very dark and yeah. you're making stuff up as you go left and right. And I, I didn't realize that I've never had more, st- it's, yes. I've always been forced to kind of manage myself because the environment is just so crazy.
1: That's like, what's really interesting is that that for me, that is the opposite. So like my, most of my work experience has been uh, like people telling me what to do. And even though I always had a strong like ability to come up with the work for myself and take responsibility within the job and all these things. I just joined uh, structures that were already there. And I think to some extent that didn't really quite suit me because I was always like wanting to take on more responsibility and having more freedom within the, the job and more wiggle room and all these things. But I've only been in this position of really uncertain entrepreneur kind of vibe for the last year, for 2019, exactly. And the story you just told reminded me that, um, like it helps me to hear it, even though I've heard it before. It helps me to hear it because I realize, I don't know, it helps me understand even more that there is no one else to do this job for me. Like another story that I wanted to share today is, um, I got, it was so, hard for me to organize my time and my work. And there comes a point like, you know, you start, you don't have a lot of work and then you just have more and more and more until you can't take more anymore. Yeah.
0: And then you have to revisit what you're doing because what you were doing when you had no work, no longer
1: works. Exactly. So it's like a constant. And that like literally that happened in four months from going to zero work to, oh my God, I have too much work. We have to hire. Yeah. That's a great word for it. And I remember, oh man, The week before we had to leave for our wedding. So we took two weeks where we were at my mom's and we got married in the weekend, right smack in the middle. And the whole (laughs) the week before we had to leave, I had to get ahead my hope in the beginning was to be ahead enough that I would be able to take those two weeks off. This is
0: because a lot of your work is weekly and, and your yes, clients have yes. published dates There's and things deadlines. like that because it's around the podcast and you're a producer.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I was hoping to get ahead enough, but there was so much to do. I think I ended up getting a week ahead. So I could take basically, or maybe like nine days. Like I could take the the full week before the wedding and then a couple of days after. And what that looked like For me to actually be ahead And like that's when I realized There's no one else to fucking pass the buck to <laughs> Is I was working Until 5am Each night The week before my wedding Smoking cigarettes in between episodes As a bad way like of yours, yeah. One of my bad habits Because I don't smoke anymore And I I wouldn't say that I was smoking again At that mm. point I was just kind of just It was like so much pressure and i was so buzzing all the time and there was so much to do that my only way to actually take a moment of break in between like episodes or in between was to like go out of the caravan smoke a cigarette in the middle of the night and then just walk back in and you were asleep and i was experimenting with working in the night because i found i was more productive and i still think that it's true in like um task things like efficiency but it, it killed me it was so hard and so yeah, just the week before my wedding I was working until 5 a.m smoking cigarettes to just make it through the night you, you were I, a, you were a mess yeah I was I was a real mess <laughs> and I and and at the end of it, I felt like such a failure because even though I put in all that work and all those efforts, I still wasn't able to get ahead enough that I could take the two weeks of my wedding you know <laughs> like my wedding that's supposed to only happen one day and in the middle of this you who have all this experience was like telling me that we should hire someone I was like great and then when I realized that hiring someone meant I had to find time to interview Mm -hmm. people and then onboard them on the process the process of how to do things it got so overwhelming I was like no but can someone else you're, hire you're, someone? You're
0: constantly building the scaffolding as it's, as you're working yeah, inside the business. Yeah. And so like, if you have too much work that you need to hire someone, you have to hire someone while you have too much work.
1: Yeah, that, that's, There's,
0: that's what's really tricky yeah. in, in the beginning. Another aspect that I've found pretty devilish is the near constant identity crises that, oh. that that you experience for different reasons. So you have your first one when you leave your job, right? Like all of a sudden you realize you're not the general manager or you're not the whatever, right? And you all of a sudden realize that when you leave that, you realize the amount of status that was around that and that you may have been introducing yourself that way and explaining who you are as your job and what you do. And as soon as that's gone, there's a massive hole and you start wondering, what? well, who am I now and and all that, right? Like, what's my worth and all these things? And, and like, you have to kind of work it out for yourself, right? Like when you don't have, like, hey, this is the value I give to society. Yeah, yeah. You have to decide that internally. I think that's a much healthier way to go. I'd recommend doing that as soon as possible. But, <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it, hard it's a shock yeah. when you when you do it for the first time, I think. So that's the first identity crisis. But then you very quickly face new ones, which is you need to start telling people that you're somebody Who's going to hire you if you're not that person? You know what I mean. So you have to start. I I don't like the fake it till you make it thing. Yeah. I I don't I don't buy into that. But you do have to believe in yourself before other people do. You
1: have and to come up with your own story. Yeah. Too.
0: You want to do coaching? At some point, you have to tell your first client you're a coach. Mm. That's hard on so many levels, right? Like you have to you have to kind of do that, and you have to convince it for yourself. You know. Uh, and then there's another type of identity crisis that you're going to to come across. As well, and this is this is a this is probably one of the better ones because it, it means that you're getting somewhere. Which is that you constantly need to be replacing yourself. Yeah. If you're going to build a business, only you can build the business, or you know, if you're the entrepreneur in it, if you're, if you're the owner or whatever, and in that case, you can't be doing the other work that's making money or that that is constant and like routine. As soon as you have a handle on it, that's the time to give it away. And that's really, really hard because you're constantly putting yourself out of a job. I remember this was particularly terrifying in my first job when, I, because there was another dynamic to it, which is that I still needed to have a job, right? Yeah. Like I didn't actually own the business, yeah. So I'd put myself out of a job. I'd hire someone else to do what was my work. And then I'd have to reinvent myself again and figure out, okay, well, what else can I do that's going to be important? And those things are never delineated. It's not like, oh, yeah, well, there's this great list of things you need to do. (laughs) It's like, okay, well, now you need to sit with the existential uncertainty of if, if you just, like, fired yourself in a way. And if you can't prove it. Then you're screwed, you know, and I had to do that. I hired a warehouse manager. That was the first time. And then I hired like a a sales, a sales clerk or, you know, like a sales uh, person happened again. And then I had to hire like a, a organization or like a logistics personnel. Like it keeps happening and you have to keep going up. Yeah. to doing more and more abstract work and that's tough and, and if you're an owner you you know this I mean if you want to grow whatever you're working on at some point you run out of hours you run out of energy and you have to get other people involved
1: yeah and I mean I'm so so grateful for like your experience in this because my tendency is in this is like I start off it's really uncertain I figure out the work I have to do and then all of a sudden things are certain things are very stable and that's know?
0: a siren's call that's where you can show shipwreck because that's where you're going to want to stay in that nice cozy nook that little bay you know it's it's like ah busy work i remember at my first job i loved processing credit cards because you know what that's there's a way to do that and you have to do it you can be like this has to get done so i you know and like it was a way for me to not do anything for a little while and just or like you know mondays when you're like not feeling good maybe a little hungover from the weekend or whatever Two hours of credit card processing, you know, like (laughs) just like dumb work, you know, that where your mind doesn't have to be there. But, but really like the work that matters, this goes back to the results thing is like the work that matters is the creative work that you do. It's the, it's the imagining, it's the strategizing, it's the planning, it's the connecting. It's all these things that really require you to be there. Your energy, your presence, your, you need to completely be there it's going to require all of you
1: yeah and it's like a constant rebirth process and it's really hard because it implies oh no i have this figured out and it's really great but then it gets like you stay in there too long it gets stale and it's a lot harder
0: and the rest of your business is starting to burn down because you're not paying attention to it
1: yeah exactly and like that's it's just It's so abstract. It's so hard to put into words just how that feels. It's this feeling that like, I'm not dedicating enough energy to those things that are like at the front of the boat, you know, that are like making us go forward and i'm just like down there like rowing or i don't not rowing just like fixing things and just thinking that this is making the boat go forward but it's like oh fuck there's no one actually maneuvering the wheel or there's whatever. no captain at the helm but yeah exactly so that's just it's just a constant thing of you think you figured out chaos and then actually you have to go back into chaos. No, because I you're a
0: chaos warrior. That's what we are. That's a, whenever you you've wrangled out a little piece of certainty yeah. for for whatever temporary moment and you've put it down into its nice ordered box, yeah. you have to go back into the chaos. And
1: you have to like bring in someone else, to like take care of that structured box. Yeah. And that's so that going to create some
0: chaos too yeah, because you yeah. know like it's that's going and I think the thing is like, okay, we're talking about the things and we're kind of like talking about war stories and scars and in a way glorifying like the entrepreneurial pursuit and all this stuff as well. Okay, like this is sounds exciting and it is fun. I wouldn't trade any of this. Like, it, gives,
1: I, it makes good stories. Oh, it makes good stories. It makes, makes a stories. really hard daily life.
0: Yeah. <laughs> because, because we're talking about the externals. We're talking about the things that are easier to talk about. But all of this gets internalized. Yeah. All of this is a state of... Of living, at least in the beginning. And it really takes a a ninja or a samurai to, it takes a warrior to figure out how not to let those externals uh, bleed and just just soak into your internal world. Because if you don't have boundaries set up, you'll burn out. You will not make it because it is just, it is just so much chaos that you're not going to get the things you need. And it it can just be crazy. I'd like to go more into the allies on, on this work that, that help us on this path. Two things before we get there is I think, you know, we're talking about this as a path, as a journey. This is not your glorious, like mountain path, you know, that's yeah. been already kind of sorted out for you and you just need to follow it and you go over the past and you take a picture at the top, you know, like, ah, I made it to the top mm-hmm. and, and down the other side. That's not what this is like. You're in the fucking jungle and you're bushwhacking, and there's no path in front of you, and you're not sure if, like a little further along, there's a raging river you can't cross or a cliff you might fall down.
1: Yeah, that's 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 the thing. That's the uncertainty. You're not even you sure at if at you're
0: going north or south yeah. at the moment, and and the sun you can't see because the canopy is over your head, and there's there's crazy monkeys that seem like as soon as you rest your head, they're going to eat you. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah. So I think that's more the wilderness that we're thinking about here then then you know your your glorious french alps yeah. or something that you're, oh, you know you I, know i just have a hot chocolate on the patio i'll Look just at take that.
1: the gr4 yeah. it's really well uh, i'll take the
0: gondola the i'll go- just the gondola to the peak <laughs> and we'll spend a couple of, no it's not like that <laughs> <laughs> one other th- this is just a funny story and i just wanted to throw it in um because it just happened actually i'm re- with my with my business partner for ripple out retreats kelly so we had a meeting with uh, a videographer that that we'd been we're making some videos for Ripple Out Retreats, what we're doing, and and uh, we had it planned for that day. And uh, one of the things I hate, but happens so often, is meeting got can't, pushed back. Mm-hmm. She couldn't make it; she was sick. And so it was the next day. And Kelly told me, "He's like, is that all right?" And I was like, oh, Kelly, I always I get I, yes, we'll do it tomorrow because we need to do it, but I." I'm gonna get in trouble. I always get in trouble when I work on Sundays because because you don't.
1: I get him in trouble. Yeah,
0: yeah, because you you know you you say we need to have some time off and all that stuff, <laughs> and I agree. And it's hard to take. It's hard to take, and this is part of what we want to talk about in a minute. But and so I was like, Kelly, okay, yeah, I, I'll we'll do it, but I'm gonna get in trouble because I'm not supposed to work on Sundays. And she replies back, "It's like tomorrow's Friday." <laughs>
1: that's what it's like it's just you didn't even just miss it by one day you were just completely fucking off no that's what it's like because
0: every day feels like saturday in a way you know like you you don't there's no structure i don't know what day of the week it is anymore it doesn't matter you know what i mean and like i know that sounds great I know it sounded great to me, and trust me, it is achievement when you don't know what day of the week it is. I think that is a great achievement, and it's where everyone should try it. Everyone should because it's harder than you think. Yeah, How do you yeah. get to a point where you actually truly don't know what day it is? Yeah, it's tough. It took me years of traveling to get yeah. to that point we have the weekend week structure so boiled into us. I and personally
1: is, think it's a great achievement, but then I'm very happy I moved out of it,
0: yes, it's funny because you do it, and you're like, oh, I've reached some sort of achievement, like some sort of like level up, right? Yeah. like some some traveler level up or something like that. But then you realize very quickly, oh God, this, this is not a place to stay. This is, it's like that it's that, da- that danger that death zone on the mountain where you can't breathe anymore, you know and you're like, no, I need structure. We need to go back down. We need to go back down right now. and that's that's what. Where- uh, <laughs> that's what it's like you yeah. so we actually ended up having a traditional week yeah. it's we try to have two days off we've, we we
1: usually know we're pretty good and when whenever we do schedule things for saturday it's like calls and meetings rather than and like more informal rather than actual tasks work so we have a weekend and i'm very proud of that
0: i think we've done enough war stories for now uh, uh <laughs> But there are many allies we can call on in this work as as chaos warriors, I think. I think I, I like that idea. With mm. chaos warriors. Chaos. <laughs> warriors. <laughs> it makes it sound cool instead of just the pathetic puddle of anxiety and and, and just fear and terror that we usually are that's
1: that's great yeah it's like it's like trying to pretend like no i'm not in a fetal position (laughs) on my bed just crying at 2 p.m (laughs) when i should be working because i don't know what work i need i need outside validation (laughs) yeah no one cares it's just a black hole we're never gonna get to where we need to get to yeah Yeah. those are yeah so one of the like some of the allies in uh you know fighting this or having a relationship with chaos i'm not sure i appreciate the whole warrior because i do think that i'm not trying to fight it i keep trying to embrace okay, it. okay but there's
0: a warrior essence oh, to yeah. it. like okay whether you're fighting it or not there i think there's an internal warrior essence yes. to this type of work you there's have a, yes you yes. have to swing the sword you have to say no and yes right like you have to delineate and differentiate you have to set boundaries one of the most important things about this type of work is you have to set boundaries.
1: that's So like structure, discipline, and like this warrior mindset of saying no, like the weekends are an example. I had to put my foot down pretty strongly because like that, I, I consider myself the keeper of boundaries in this marriage because sometimes they can get a little blurry. And I also feel like I'm the keeper of time for being a personal, like being a couple. Rather than just being business partners, because boy, that's another topic for another day. How just how complicated that can get sometimes. Uh, so there's definitely that. But then there is for me, there is a whole dimension that I would even call more even more spiritual, which is like faith. You know, like when you tell the story of the jungle, the bushwhacking—you don't know if you're heading towards a river or a cliff, or if you're going to reach paradise. Because, like, that's after all—that's all, that's, we're right. not trying to get to the cliff; we're trying. We're to all get trying to, to like, find El Dorado. Yeah, we are. You know, like that one moment where you like separate uh, the leaves, and it's just
0: like, uh. boom, 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 <laughs>
1: boom, <laughs> like a palace that was waiting for us this entire time with servants and just like. Fruits and, uh, oh, oh, cornucopias. I wanted to use that word. <laughs> yes, I just did. I'm French. I know this word. Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> yes. And so, yeah. I you think are
0: so smug right now.
1: I am. Thank you. That's, uh, I'm You that's, just
0: got like five inches
1: taller. I did. I did. I did. Just cornucopia. Can you, you spell use, it? T- of course. Go. C O R N. U C O P I A. All
0: right. We'll have to we'll have to ask the listeners at home to check that one. <laughs> Replay, you got it right.
1: write it down, if it adds up, just because don't tell JR. But I don't know if I can spell copia. I, th- I don't think you can. Oh I, it's embarrassing no. <laughs> when you beat me in English. But uh, yeah, so there is this element of faith. And that also comes with its own like little friends, which are like mindfulness and self-awareness, because in order to know like i have a i'm pretty tuned in to where i'm not putting energy where i need to be putting it and then like i don't always know how i need to shift that energy but at least i'm aware this
0: is the warrior mentality again you have to have that fierceness to face the enemy and a lot of times the enemy is ignorance or false beliefs and these kind of things and you yourself yeah yeah and you have to you have to cut them down yeah and I think this discipline is so important. You, if you don't discipline yourself, you know it's a con, it's a common kind of quote. I don't know who said it first. It's Aristotle or Plato. I don't know. Yeah. But if you don't discipline yourself, someone else will. It's so true. It really so is. True. And I think there's other things here too. There's energy management because as we talked about, it's about results. Yeah. So you need to put in good energy. Otherwise, what what do you expect's going to happen? Yeah. And then there's also rest because that's a part of. I mean, that's that's a, that's a part of energy management. And I think all these things we're talking about is like. The battle changes. The battle changes, right? I think it changes from the outside structure. There's still that. There's still that. And as you get further on, you might realize, oh, my God, I created a new job for myself instead of a business. Or, oh, my God, I'm a slave to my business. Uh, You know, like all these things. So the outside structure comes back. It's kind of a period where you tear it down. There's a moment or, or years, depending depending on how you do, where it's all gone and you're you're, you're struggling. And those are the glory years. Those are the years we all look back on and say, oh, in my day I was eating ramen and we had only two nickels. We didn't even have two nickels rubbed together. And and we had to do everything by the, we had to pull ourselves up from our bootstraps.
1: (laughs) (laughs) i hoped you had a mustache when you said this so so there's
0: that and that's fun it's it's particularly fun to reminisce on and tell other people going through it or going to go through it about it it's not so much fun to be in it to be honest but all these things so the outside structure comes back but what i think i think i'd like to get at around these allies is these are internal allies these are things if you haven't started you can develop now and if you think you can't do it till you've done your, your big leap, you're full of shit. You can do it now and you should because this stuff is overwhelming and it takes a long time. And mm-hmm. these are things we cultivate and develop. They're not just on and off switches. Yeah. And they are soft skills. They go along. And, but I think they are fundamental skills. Like They're the ones you have to develop first. And, and if you just cover them up with like sales and marketing, it's, it's not going to work. The house of cards will come falling down if you don't do this inner work. This inner work. That's what it is. It's inner work, I think.
1: Yeah. Actually, we were just talking about all this before we started recording. And I was having a little moment of doubt in this topic and the way we talked about it. Because I wonder if this is not just a trait of like the entrepreneurs or the travelers or like, I think we take this all to the extreme ourselves, like we're married, we're both doing this. It's not like there's one partner who's working and bringing in the food and the the money. It's like we're both having to really make it. And there's a lot of the uncertainty and we've really taken it to the extreme. But I just wonder, isn't that more what we're describing? Isn't that just also something that is happening to our entire generation?
0: Yeah. And I think that this is kind of, we're using work as a as a kind of solid example but this can also happen in parenting or yeah. or for for example for sure and and are many other areas and i think what we're really talking about is trying to reimagine our lives mm-hmm. it's trying to come up we've kind of thrown out the old a lot of the old rubric and said like look this isn't working for us yeah and we know it's not working for us and we're trying to come back and, and, and say, okay, well, how do we make it work for us? How do we go from no to our holy yes? How mm-hmm. do we How do we have a creative life? How do we create this life? And I think in that way, you know, this is something, especially with our listeners, I think, we're all trying to do. We're all trying to figure out. And I agree with you. I think that a lot of the outside structures are falling down. They're falling down all around us. Mm-hmm. And we see it. We know it. You know, we're... Uh, it's uh, particularly like my generation who came out of college with student loans and a financial crisis. I mean, like it's in our, it's burned into our memories at this point. We watched our families sell their houses. We watched our parents go out of employment for years. Yeah. We watched all this stuff and we know like,
1: I think we're just a lot more in contact with the uncertainty of it all. Like, I feel like our parents' generation probably had less of that feeling life was always uncertain inherently life is uncertain but i just think maybe as a generation that maybe th- everything we just said is applicable i in think different realms i
0: don't know about previous generations i'm sure there's a feeling of, yeah. of, of that for everyone because that's just life but yeah. i think that there is something happening right now in time which is that there is more freedom you can buck the structure if you want. I do think in our pre in our in our parents' generation, it was a lot harder to go against the existing structure. It yeah. was that it was more entrenched, and it was harder to imagine a, w- out, uh, a way out or or to really create ways for yourself that would work. People mm-hmm. definitely still did it, but it seems now that a lot of the old rules are kind of breaking down, or at least can be broken, and and you can get away with it. And I think that is different than. Uh, you know, maybe our parents' generation. And definitely, so you start going further back. Not that people weren't doing it all the time, but I think now there's more of an opportunity. There is more freedom. We have more resources. There it, there are more of these things. If you're willing to to take the chance, it's available to more people. The opportunity is available to more people.
1: Yeah, and, and I think what we're also trying to say in this episode is that, like, there is always the other, sign, uh, the other side of freedom, which is self-responsibility.
0: Viktor Frankl has this great kind of comment in his book, uh, Man's Search for Meaning, which is excellent. Go read it. Excellent. So good. I've read it like four or five times. It's amazing. I love it. And uh, every time I learn something new. Uh, it's about his story uh, going through the concentration camps in the Holocaust. He was in Auschwitz, mm. I believe. And he survived. Um and anyway, one of the reflections in that book is how he thinks uh, on the West Coast, to complement the Statue of Liberty on the East Coast that you, French, so gratefully gave us, thank, thank you, you thank so you. much, yeah. that on the West Coast, we should have a statue of responsibility. And I think that really gets at this kind of life, is, is you know, that internal stu- structure, I think we're really alluding to taking responsibility for our lives and how they're going to turn out. <laughs>
1: And thank you for listening.
0: Thank you for making it to the end. I always think it's such an achievement if you made it this far. So give yourself a pat on the back.
1: (laughs) Give yourself a pat on the back. You always make it sound like such work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's hard to listen to us. We should ask my mom. I don't
1: know get the sense, man. I don't know. Maybe well, if you're time. at the
0: end, I just think it's something we should celebrate.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're here. And uh, don't forget to head on over to patreon.com to grab your handout and like your PDF handout for this episode.
0: You'll see the link on our show notes at the faroutpodcast.com, but give us the full link one more time.
1: It's patreon.com/thefaroutcouple.
0: And this month For everyone who's contributing you will receive a beautiful handout uh, with tips hacks tricks and strategies uh, and frameworks I think also all sorts of stuff we just cram it
1: we packed it about
0: how to structure your day not just for if you're a digital nomad or you're living a kind of crazy self-employed life but I think these are ways to manage our lives and live a more self-directed life yeah Uh, And uh, we're also going to do a a short video talking about some of the ways that have been most useful and helpful in our lives. I'm
1: really excited to connect with you all through video. I think a lot of people have been wanting to see that. So So cool! I'm excited. All right. uh, And in the meantime, if you're not subscribing to Patreon, we love you still. And you can still support this podcast. There are in many free other ways. ways. There
0: are free ways to support this podcast as well. If that's where you're at, and we appreciate them all, and we'd love to give you a hug if you come to Guatemala because we're not going to come to you. <laughs> Number one is you can subscribe to the podcast. That's yes. the first thing you should do if you so choose. I'm not trying to make any any shoulds here. Number two. Is
1: <laughs> you can uh, leave us a review that is a very important one that really helps us grow and be uh, more easily findable. On I iTunes. think that's
0: usually number three, it's but we'll okay, switch, we it up. switch it number up. Number three today is share it with one friend who would appreciate it and maybe have a conversation about it after.
1: Yeah, we love that. Yeah. All right, Toodles. Toodles. I feel like...